0: Hey, all you beautiful souls, and welcome to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. My name is Shalane Carter. I'm your host. I'm also a personal trainer, yoga teacher, meditation guide, and spiritual leader. This podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wellness, yoga, and spirituality, and really learning to break through limitations and open yourself and your spirit up to receiving all the abundance the universe has to offer. Each week, along with myself and many other awesome guests, you'll begin to expand your knowledge and insight on how to level up and step into your highest self. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Eat Race podcast. I am sitting here with Kelsey Mead, and I am so, so, so excited to have her on as a guest. Um, We have been Instagram friends now for a while, um, but really excited to actually have her to myself to be able to sit down and kind of give you um, the dish on her life and how she is really changing people's lives. So not only is she an NLP master level coach, she's also a business coach, but she comes from a personal training background, Um, mother, wife, so many things. So thank you so, so much, Kelsey, for, for being on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me obviously excited to dive into you know what we're going to talk about today but hello everyone if we if this is our first encounter via the the podcast audio waves, uh, my name is Kelsey Mead. Um like Shalane said I started my background in health and fitness coaching and felt a real pull and nudge to dive all in to mindset coaching this year in 2021 and I'll be fully transparent it's been a little bit of a roller coaster ride I've been moving through some blocks and limiting beliefs of my own but I do feel so aligned with what I'm doing where I'm going and you know the work that I'm doing so absolutely love to talk all things mindset inner work, healing, because that's what I feel is at the core of a a true transformation.
0: I um, love that you ended on the word transformation because I was like, that is something I feel like all the aspects that you've kind of taught on do have this element of transformation. Um, So I would really love for our community to get to know you a little bit better and give a little bit more of a history because you do a phenomenal personal trainer and you had a really large um, following, and we're helping tons of women doing that. And, um, and just kind of the, the thread that strings the transformation of the physical body and, and the NLP mindset work business, how did you move and and what kind of brought you from one to the other? Can you just give us a little bit of background and history on that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, what's really funny. And I know we were talking briefly about this before we started recording I've always been practicing NLP and I just didn't know that's what it was. So uh, what that means is I started my health and fitness coaching business because I saw a gap in the fitness community and the fitness space, a lot of things. And it's still this way that gap still exists, but very targeted towards weight loss specifically, right? Mm-hmm. Weight loss being like the uh, the pedestal of, of goals, right? Um, and I wanted to do things a little bit differently because weight loss was the goal I was always chasing. And it was always the goal that I was setting. And what I really started to realize when I started doing more mindset work, spiritual work, and really healing what was there, what was what was triggering me to set those goals or what was it why did i think i needed to set those goals right when i started to set my my goals per se rather than from a place of lack or scarcity or insecurity and not enoughness and i started to shift the way that i was approaching my journey that's when i feel like i cracked the code and i was like shit more people like holy shit. F- <laughs> shit. Holy shit. Like this is it. This is what I've been searching for all these years. Like <laughs> shit. That was like that was like my aha moment, right? Um, but I was like, that's what's missing in all of these dieting programs and the dieting ap- approach. We can definitely dive into that. I could talk about that all day, but there's there's so much missing there, and what's missing is you, mm-hmm. right? You're the missing link. All of these programs, all of these quick fixes, all of these like lose weight in ten freaking minutes, like all that shit. You don't need any of it. The missing link is literally you. And when I started to prioritize what I wanted, how I wanted to feel, even deeper, like specifically how I wanted to feel, and thinking about that on a macro level. Well, how do I want to feel when I'm 80? Do I still want to have this relationship with my body that we're that I'm working against it and I'm doing all of these things to work against it or do I want to have a loving relationship with my body? Do I want to be wearing the freaking shorts and swimsuit when I'm 80 because who gives a shit? Like yeah. live
0: your life. For well and that's it's interesting because it always starts as something like there is always that turning point of a moment and then you're like okay, I can't go back. It's like one of the analogies that I really love is it's like, you never know you were sleeping until you're awake. Hmm. But all of these things that, that you're experiencing, all of these things that you are quote, you know, struggling with or, or whatever is it, once you that's unveiled or unmasked, you can't go back thinking other ways because you're like, I know better. And so that moment for you of, I know better. It's not, it's not the food. There is no diet. There is no exercise program. There is no miracle. I almost said miracle, bro. There's no like miracle <laughs> pill.
1: I don't know why you said that. And instantly in my mind, I thought of a chia pet.
0: I feel like no that's more? old enough to remember that. Yeah. Out of this whole episode, that's probably the only thing people remember is when I meant miracle pill. I said Miracle grow. And here we are. No. And I'm like the
1: Chia pet mindset guru. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but really like, you're like, okay, I can't, I recognize that the, the role that I play is the majority. I am yes. Diet matters. Like what you eat matters. How, you know, movement matters. It all matters. But if the intention and the way that I do it negates more feelings of shame or feelings of guilt more scarcity. I can't have, I can't, I'll never be, I'll never all those things. It never gets better. No matter how much weight you lose, no more, no matter how much, you know, pop in your muscles are like, I don't care if I can bounce a quarter off your ass. If you still feel like shit, even though you are at 8% body fat, you feel well, like transform- about
1: transformation is an inside job. Like there is no external level of quote unquote success that you're going to have with your body. Unless you heal what's coming up inside, unless you heal what's already there. And for me, it was the, the not enoughness, like the not enoughness core wound. And I say this, I say this often, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter how your body changes again, right? It doesn't matter what that number on the scale is. That's not what decides how happy and worthy and enough you are. And I, again, right.
0: Well, those are all feelings. That's nothing.
1: Those are all Um, all feelings. Right. So I I say, you know, if your goal weight, whatever your goal weight is, like pull up your goal weight to your, to your mind. Right. If that's your goal weight and you're hyper-focused on being that number, right. Because that number also isn't a look, that number can look very millions of different ways, right. It's a representation. Exactly. So you put all of your eggs in this basket and you're trying to hit this number. Well, anything outside of that is going to feel like failure. Yeah. Because you're so set and narrow-minded on whatever that number, you've got so like all of your eggs, all of your happiness, all of your fulfillment, all of your worth put in the basket of that number and it's very very hard to stay at a at a weight until you've created the balance in your lifestyle. Right. And it's not even about staying at that weight. I want to make, I want to make that disclaimer very clear too.
0: Well, again, we like, because really it could be that you haven't pooped that morning. And so your weight's different, or you ate something salty the night before. So you're retaining a little bit of water, like all of those things play a role into the number (laughs) on the scale. And so if that's the dictator. But I mean, that kind of goes to, that's for everything in life. That's for, and I'm sure you've noticed this as you've transitioned into business coaching, it's like, oh, I want this many people in my, my program. I want to make this amount of money. And if you're hyper-focused on just the, um, the numbers, you miss the feeling. Mm. Do you want to create community? Then of course, a community is a group of people. So it's multiple, but the feeling of community versus I want 10 people feel different. Yes. And so, um, for those of you who don't know what NLP stands for, it stands for neuro-linguistic programming. Um, so explain to, to everyone a little bit how, a you kind of recognized it and then how you, how did you start doing that without doing it? Like, how did you know that that's what you were doing eventually?
1: Yeah. Um, so how I started doing it was kind of falls in the philosophy. If what you're doing isn't working, it isn't working, <laughs> right? Like the end, end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the end period. Um, it was, it was kind of uh, realizing like I'm working on my body. I'm setting body goals, but I'm not really working on my mind or my soul or from the mind perspective, like I was very much in the masculine, like the doing, like I can stick to this plan I can do this. I can follow all the steps. Right. But it's like fulfillment wasn't really there regardless if I hit the goals or not. Right. Like the feeling I was chasing wasn't changing. Right. I still felt, you know, lack. I still felt not good enough. Right. So I think the first the first aha moment, if you will, was I got curious what, what would happen if for the next 30 days, I focused on carving out time for myself, like mind, body, soul, right. And, and really just incorporating like the spiritual component, fulfilling my soul. What would happen if I allowed myself to be happy whether the scale went up or went down what if i allowed myself right to eat what felt good in moderation right so it was just kind of challenging um the quote unquote rules and it's what led me to create my my signature offer when i was finished coaching rule breaker method breaking up with all of the dieting rules and mentality because we aren't designed to live in a box. We aren't designed to be confined to a a set of rules in the way that we eat. It's just, it's an impossible, it's almost an impossible expectation to try to
0: live your life that way. Well, and even when you think about the natural rhythms of nature, things are in season. In winter months, you are supposed to your your body digests things like root vegetables, potatoes, carrots, stuff like that better because it's in season and it's the most like nutrient dense and stuff like that in that time period. So it's like even when you look at all the other rhythms of nature, they don't stay the same throughout the entire year. So then why would if these are what's being provided for us to eat, why would we think that we need to eat the same thing every single day?
1: Yes, exactly. And so, so how I recognize now that I was using NLP then was I was challenging every story, right? I was getting curious. I was asking questions, right? So for example, let's say carbs make you fat. I started to think, why am I believing that? Do I really believe that? Is that my truth? Or is that something I've just picked up from society and dieting, messaging, and things like that? So I started challenging it, right? Naturally. I'm like, carbs don't make you fat. Carbs give you energy. Believing it, right? So I think there's levels to learning. There's levels to growth and embodying the new belief. But one of the first steps is awareness. And you have to challenge it, right? You have to, why am I believing this? is kind of the first thing. Do I even know, right? Like, it's like, do I even know what carbs do? What is the purpose of them? Why does my body need them? So I started getting curious and learning was a component of it. Um, obviously then I went on and got my certifications because I'm like this shit is all internal. It's all the meanings and the stories that we have. And so naturally, we fall into believing what has been presented for us previously.
0: Mm. So
1: if dieting and struggling with weight loss has been modeled for you in your family, there's a really good chance you're going to have a similar struggle because you saw women in your family. You heard women in your family talking about their bodies, picking themselves apart right? So if that behavior was modeled for you and that's part of NLP is the programming. So neuro is our mind and our thoughts and, you know, the neuro side of it. Linguistic is, um, the language that we use and programming is what is created from the thoughts and feelings and what we take in through our senses. Well, so it just, uh...
0: Go ahead. Sorry. I was like, so good. So
1: good. It's a, it's just kind of, it's, it's just kind of a process and this works for everything. Obviously we're just talking about dieting now, but we all have programs for everything. And many of our programs, our subconscious programs and patterns were created between ages zero and seven when we don't remember creating them, which is why change feels so hard for a lot of people is because they don't, most of them don't even understand that they're at a point in their life where they don't understand why they created the program or pattern that they did.
0: Well, yeah, they have no recollection and they're just like, it's part of who I am. As as a mom, I will tell you that I'm sure you feel the same, like your, your children have their own personalities from the womb. They are their mm-hmm. own people. That doesn't mean that your personality is programmed it means a lot of your coping mechanisms and the way that you react to things and the way that you interact with the world and and your relationship to yourself is something that you have learned and picked up based on your personality's response Mm. you know what i mean like the natural way that you're that you are right so say i have one child who has always been great at like entertaining herself and she could play for hours by herself and I have another one who's like I'm bored what are you doing you know and the response to me who says I'm busy I'm working one is going to take that as she doesn't want me blah blah blah. another one's going to be like okay I'll play play by myself like thinks nothing of it and Mm -hmm. so it's like understanding that you are born perfect you just pick up all these like quote unquote like bad habits essentially of that you project into all of your experiences, and you narrate it in your mind. And so you narrate the experience of when something's bad, you're like, oh, it's because they don't like me. And at between the ages of of zero and seven, your emotional competency and literacy is very small. So think about the words that you use and understand at that age, right? It's very basic. Like, they don't like me. It's not they're really busy. They're doing the other thing, you know, these other things, like as a a four-year-old, you're not saying that you're saying mommy doesn't like me, Mm, you know? So it's interesting that like to use NLP, to be able to re like reprogram kind of your, your truth, Mm -hmm. who it really is, like who you were born as and what you feel is true for you now versus what you've just kind of picked up and absorbed.
1: Well, it's, it's really interesting that you mentioned that too, because a lot of our identity and labels, like what we would label ourselves, Right. So I'm going to use shy for an example. Right. There's a lot of women that are like, Oh, I'm just shy. Right. Are you, or is that what your, you know, your parents said about you when you were younger right is that what your teacher said about you are you really shy or is that just a label and identity that you picked up and i've noticed having clients with that type of identity have a really hard time voicing their truth and it creates a lot of resistance because it's not that they're actually shy they have a gift they have something to share they have a message to to share with the world it's just that resistance in in the programming, right? It's so when we can flip that switch and tell a different story about ourselves, it becomes a lot easier to step into who we
0: really are. Yeah, not just who we think we are. Well, and, and it's like I love that you even said that, like that there is kind of resistance around it at first because it does feel foreign. You figure if this is something that you have felt to be true since you were three, four, five, six years old, and you're 30 years old, majority of your life, you have identified as shy. And, and even that, like, when we talk about the the language that we use, when somebody is shy to one person, it means that they're quiet, they're meek, they're, you know, dowdy or whatever, or, and to, to somebody else, the word shy means you're a pushover. You don't, you know, so it's like even our own perception of the word and how it shows up in our life can determine the, the ways in which we behave and interact.
1: Yeah. And it all goes back to meaning. Like what is the meaning you have attached to? Sometimes it's as simple as changing the meaning of a word. And this is what I really started to do and play around. So this is how I knew how I know I was using NLP without knowing I was using NLP. I would start changing my language. So for example, rather than saying working out, I said I was going to train because going to train feels more empowering for me and mm-hmm. my body. And it feels more aligned with growth than, it, than working out. So working out still had that negative connotation. Like I was trying to change something about myself to like earn my own approval or h- fulfillment right. rather than training to, you know, and what does the meaning, what's the meaning of that? Well, if you're training, you're working towards, a, you're practicing something right. right? like you're training for something. So I use, I would say I'm training for life. People would, people come up to me in the gym, like, Oh, like, and I do, I do have a really strong work ethic when I work out. And that was something I had to really navigate and work through. Right. Like I do have a determined, not even a determined, but like, I really like to push my limits in the gym. I really like to challenge myself. And I had to sit with that for a second. Do I really like doing that? Or Mm -hmm. is that still coming from that proving, right? Like, forceful way of of making goals happen. And I was like, no, I really like pushing myself. And if I don't feel like doing it right now, I have the non-conscious enough to know the difference right. where it's coming from. If I don't feel like doing that, my body is just like, no, cause we're playing on the same team. Now I'm not working against myself. I, I know I'm
0: working on the same team.
1: <laughs> we're I playing together. That. Like, you know, and that's a difference. Like that's a switch. That's a switch that flips in the subconscious. When you start setting goals for a different purpose and different intention, you you flip that switch and you're no longer working against yourself to achieve a goal. You're working on the same team, you know? And so I know the difference now. I know when I can, when I need to back off a little bit or when my body's like, girl, it is showtime. Let's go. Let's do this.
0: You ate all the carbs you you're not yeah. afraid of them anymore. You are ready, <laughs> but this applies to even like business. And yes. again, going back to the, the, I, you know, I want to have 10 people or 15 people in my program. Like that's the workout part. That's the part that, you know, you've seen other online businesses, you know, their wall with all their post-its and all those things. And you're like, I want that. And you're like, okay, but what do I truly want? I want to build a community that loves my message that when I get on stories, they can't wait to watch it. Because I have something to say, and their their lives are impacted, and they're changed because of it, and they're transformed. That's what yes. the type of group that I want. So it's like, okay, then when I talk about my launch, I'm building community, and I want it to be a large community of ten or more women, so they can really support one another. Very mm-hmm. different than I want ten people, so I can hit the income goal of you know twenty thousand or whatever. The income goal that satisfies me. Right. Notice the difference yes. rather than 10 or more
1: people that I can serve. And so one thing I teach a lot of my clients when this comes up, would you be satisfied? Would you be just as satisfied serving that one person as the tenant 10 or more? Mm. Right. Because sometimes we just don't have the energetic bandwidth for 10 or more
0: Yeah, we think and, we want it. But the reality is like, you're like, I've got 10 things going on in my life. It's also like, holiday time? So one thing that I
1: teach a lot of my clients when I sense that scarcity is coming up and I can sense it in their language, right? It's really easy for me to spot when that scarcity mentality is starting to kick in because we start to use disempowering language. Mm -hmm. And you'll notice the difference in disempowering language versus empowering language. Empowering language is looking at as much of the positive as you can right or speaking to that 10 or more um rather than i need to get i need to get 10 people in my program has a very different feel than um i can't even think of a, a way to say this but like in i need to get versus wouldn't it be so great and how how awesome would it be and i would be so grateful to serve 10 or more women
0: Yeah, I I like that because even so I use this imagery a lot for people like to understand the difference between grasping for something and receiving something. So especially when they're trying to manifest things like that, it's like the the I need to get is grasping their fist is closed. They're grabbing at it. Whereas I would feel privileged to host 10 or more women. I would feel so grateful to be able to help 10 people change their lives because of the way that it trickles down. That has like an opening of I'm receiving open palms. You know what I mean? And so when you're, when your palm is open, you're able to receive more. You're also Mm -hmm. able to give more because Mm -hmm. that fluidity is there and that your language matters because that can change and dictate your entire energy behind your launch your like your health everything in life it's just really
1: interesting too and i love that you use that analogy because that is something that i use with my clients too closed fist versus open fist like can you grab what you want with a closed fist right absolutely not right so it's like loosening the construct around the neediness right and i think neediness is a very self-serving energy mm and maybe, you know, and maybe it's showing up in your life. Like you need those clients and you're not getting the clients because that's actually not what you need. You need something else. Something right. else is maybe, maybe there's like another cup that, you know,
0: that that's empty, right. Or so opportunity you're... that that it's like, you can't have this because something better. It's a mantra that I give to a lot of clients, this or something better. Mm-hmm. And so like, even behind that, like, I'm available for 10 incredible women to join my program, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be this or something better. Again, has that like, I'm prepared for this. I'm ready for this or something more. And I think it's, it's a practice of non-attachment,
1: which is really hard for us as humans to do, right? Like detaching from the outcome. And, um, you know, I think sometimes we're not getting what we want because we're not happy. We're not, we're not satisfied. We're not being grateful for what we have. Yeah. And so, so when it comes to business and making money and and clients, right. I think we need to be just as grateful for that one person as we are for the many, Mm. right? Because if we can't be grateful, let's say that one, just one person signs up for your program. It's not necessarily a reflection of you. That one person just gets so much more of you and you get to over deliver to that one person. Right. Right. And it's no reflection of, um, it's really not a reflection of anything, right. Being unattached to that outcome. Like I think of it this way, when I'm teaching a group fitness class. I give the same amount of energy, whether there's three people in the room or 30 people in the room. Like I show up and I teach the class the same way I would, regardless of the number of bodies in the room. Yeah. Because the number of bodies aren't a reflection of me and my worth, right? I'm there, I'm there to show up and serve and deliver, right an amazing experience for these people do, do my ego loves if there's 30 people in the room my ego is like like having a day. like hell yeah like look at me like but again like more bodies in the room there's more energy yeah. yes that it's definitely amplified but i know that that's that's my ego speaking right um so that's just a great example i think of that and how that relates to business i've had a masterclass where only one person showed up And (laughs) I've had a masterclass where one person shut up, like full transparency. Now I could sit and say, I'm a horrible coach. I suck what I'm doing, you know, and knock down my whole business and try to rebuild a whole different model. But I was like, that one person got so much value. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's not a reflection of me. I still know that I'm a great coach. I still know that my mission is is big and I'm meant to do great things in the, on this planet, right? So, you know, I don't know, that was kind of a tangent, but we have to be as willing to serve the one as we we think we are to serve the many.
0: Yeah, well, and so I love that you're like, well, that was a tangent, but it's just like when, when the words are flowing, like when it's coming, you're like, I can't make it stop. It, you clearly need to hear it. <laughs> Like otherwise, otherwise I wouldn't have so many words.
1: <laughs> you're welcome for whoever that was for. And even if, if it was <laughs> if just one me, person, then, yeah. If that one person was me, then fine, I receive it. Like that's <laughs> what I think. Sometimes when we do get in a flow, it's like you're welcome, whoever this is for. And if it's for me, then thank you. <laughs> you know, yeah.
0: It's all you can do. Oh my gosh, that's hysterical. I am. Um, I I, w- I would love for you to kind of walk us through a little bit of because yes, you're like, okay, when I recognize what you said before, when I recognize, um, like disempowering language is kind of like the first sign. So you utilizing this to help business professionals, people who are, are entrepreneurs and stuff like that. Like, how does this interplay with your business coaching? How does, um, do you do like separate sessions or how does that all work? Kind of walk me through some of the the process.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, one of the realizations I had really recently is that and here we go talking about the meaning that we have attached to things, but I'm an intuitive business coach and mindset mentor. So 80% of what I do with my clients is the mindset side of business. I understand the high achiever entrepreneurial mind because, I have, that's me, right? Like, I understand why high achievers burn out. I understand that doing, doing, doing mentality, getting stuck in that. If you don't understand that side of yourself, or you don't understand how to navigate that as an entrepreneur, because I firmly believe not everybody has an entrepreneurial mind. Agreed. And that is why they struggle in business. And not that I don't want to say that's why you struggle in business, but it's part of it. Um, And a great way to recognize if this may be you is you're following all of the steps and you're not seeing the results that you want, or you're following all of the steps and you don't know how to navigate your limiting beliefs as they come up. Right? So if you, if you, if you can master the strategy, but you still have doubts and you still have fears and you still have insecurities hire a mindset coach, hire an energy coach, hire someone that doesn't specialize in strategy, because that's already what you're good at. And I think a lot of times what we tend to do is we think we know our problem and we think more structure or more strategy is going to solve our problem. And then we hire that strategic business coach and we still have the same problem that we had when we yeah. started because because it wasn't it wasn't a strategy problem. thing yeah. it wasn't the problem right so my philosophy is when you are seeking to hire a coach hire a coach that specializes in something that you don't
0: yeah
1: <laughs> right like it sounds like very very like a no brainer thing um but depends on what stage you're at in your business too i think that plays into it um so intuitive business coach mindset mentor I've on the mindset side of business with about 20% strategy. And I say intuitive because I don't think there's any two businesses like building, trying to build your business like someone else and not honoring your strengths and your energy and just trying to do a bunch of things because that's what you were told to do. Or that's the way your business mentor built out their program. It might not be for you and that's okay. All right. So it's really important. Like for me personally, I don't want to say, I'll never say never. Cause again, NLP mindset thing, like never say never, but I don't think I will ever have a membership because that doesn't, that doesn't feel energetically good for me. Mm. I thrive more in the small group interaction. So masterminds, small group programs with a hybrid of one-on-one coaching. So of my offers are, um, have a one-on-one component, right? Because Mm -hmm. that's where I thrive. When I can hear the language of the person, I can help them get unstuck. Right. When I put out self-paced offers, um, they're great. It's great if you're an action taker and you're going to implement, but if you're not, then, you know, for me, it just doesn't feel energetically
0: aligned. Yeah. So as as the practitioner, you're like, it's got to feel good for me because that translates in how you receive it. If it doesn't feel good for me, you're going to pick up that this was not my jam.
1: Well, in a lot of the things with being a practitioner, I've always known that one-on-one coaching felt better for me. And I had, I had a business coach say, well, does that feel like you, because you need to control the outcomes? It's like, no, because that's what I'm fucking good at. Like, it's not because I, I I don't control the outcomes. Like I, for, I firmly believe my clients come in whole and, and they're not broken. It's not my job to solve them. Right. I'm a, I'm a space holder. I'm a placeholder. I'm able to pick up on things that they can't. Right. And that's why, you know, that's why I think for me, that's, my superpower that's one of the reasons that I thrive in in that setting and not everyone is meant to be a coach either no i i've coached clients where they're like i don't really identify with the role of coach and i'm like that's cool i don't want you to try to be me in your business i want you to be you mm-hmm. in your business and one of my clients just had a huge 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 breakthrough and she said i realized a pattern i was hiring business coaches because I liked having their validation on like, should I say this? Should I launch this? How does this sound? And she said, you know, working with me, she's like, I sent you my landing page, not because I wanted you to, to fix it or to like have the approval. I sent it to you because I already knew it was fucking good. Mm. And that's a shift. And I said, why do you think that is? And it's because she actually started trusting herself Yeah, in,
0: in her business. Well, and some of that comes down to the work that you do with them. It's, it's not, again, making it your business. It's not trying to persuade them to do a different strategy. It's understanding where the hiccups are, what's holding you back, and where are you not being truly yourself? And then, okay, let's strip away those things. Let's uncover your potential. And let's let that shine. And mm-hmm. the I love that you said space holder because I always joke I'm a space holder, not a space holder. Like very mm-hmm. different energy of like, I'm literally like, and like being this witness to your potential. A lot of times mm-hmm. it's like, you know, growing up, you needed one person to believe in you, one person to say like, you have, you know, a, a great voice or you have a talent or you have something that you're like, I do. Like, we like to feel like, okay, I need somebody who's equally invested in my success that is going to see where my tendencies to, um, like that, like, um, get, seek validation, like where, where my, you know, weaker areas are, they can see that and give me, and give me loving guidance and they can see my strengths and celebrate and uphold me to all of those. And I think that's yeah, the yeah. magic of coaching, to be honest. That is
1: the magic of coaching. And I also, uh, I also firmly believe not every client is meant to work with me like long-term. Some clients are meant to work with me for a month, some three months, some six months, right? It, It really is. And, and I like that not because I don't want repeat clients. Like I want them to get what they needed to get out of our time together. And, and some of them is, it is just that 30 days of being that witness to their potential. And that quote, like, if you hang out with me long enough, I'll convince you to believe in yourself. Like that has always really resonated with me because I do a really good job of helping them witness their potential.
0: I love even the language that you're using now about yourself. I do a really good job, like owning your good shit, not just your, your things that it's so easy to pick apart. And you're like, no, I'm actually really great at this. I have other things, but I'm really great at this. Right. Like that makes all the difference.
1: Well, we have, we, again, yeah, we all have our things, right. Let's be clear. Like strategy, not my strong suit, like systems, not my strong, strong suit. And I'll, I'll admit that. That's why I hire coaches that specialize in that. Cause right. I'm not good at that. Right. I love hiring a coach that is different, has different equipment than me, like, and a different experience than me. And I think so oftentimes, like, yes, hire a coach that's like you, quote unquote, like you, you want to enjoy working together. Right. But I think sometimes it's, sometimes it's our insecurity. We hire the coach that's too much like us and we don't get the challenge that we actually needed we don't get the challenge that we actually needed to grow. And I'm a challenger, right? Like Enneagram type eight, I'm I'm a challenger. So if you really want to be challenged into your full potential, like, hi.
0: Come (laughs) find me. You can find me on Instagram at Kelsey Mead underscore.
1: And I say say that jokingly, but because I'm also a, a human design projector. And what I've really learned diving into human design is the projector is designed to go through the shit. And I've walked through so much of my own shit in my life that it's like, yeah, I can help guide you through that. Like been there, done that. Like, I think I I joke that I had to hit rock bottom in certain scenarios, certain experiences with things. So I could have the full experience of climbing out of the pit. Like that full spectrum. I'm like, uh, you want me to, let's, let's hop into your shit. Like I've been there, you know, like I know, I know that's part of my, part of my journey, but um, yeah, it's just really interesting, like language and, and what people find, what people think they're limited by too. It's really interesting.
0: Well, and you pick up it up on it so easily from, again, you talk about just the language that they use, like, and stuff like that. I do like you know, what's funny is I was like, when I found out you had posted something about a projector, I was like, I, it is so interesting to me. Like when I start to peel apart, like the, the layers of just like energy work, I'm a manifesting generator. Do you know more? There's only like 20%, 22%, something like that in the world of projectors. I feel like probably 70% of my circle or, or people that I interact with are projectors. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, hot damn, that makes so much sense because they complement one another. Mm-hmm. you know so it's like it's anyways just a, a little side note of like when you start to look at like your circles and your patterns and your tendencies, like you know you're in alignment when stuff like that is happening. You're not just only surrounded by like manifesting generators, you're not only surrounded by strategic coaches. you're not only surrounded by people who are the same. And I actually did a post on this um, at one point because your your intimate relationships, um, you know, like your your partner, your life partner, um, are based on differences. So they're actually based on um, finding um, friends are based on harmony, commonalities, mm-hmm. and the the intimate relationships are polarity. That's the word I was searching for. I was like, it's coming.
1: Perfect. <laughs> like yeah, if I, I like, just give, I get there? if I
0: just give it time. <laughs> yeah, I was like, if I go over to this one and then I come back around and then we'll make it a circle. Sur- Um, but, but they are, so they're based on kind of these polarities of a little bit of friction because they're showing you differences and you like that. Now, whether it doesn't matter, I think the, the first place that people's mind goes to like male and female, but that doesn't, that doesn't matter. One Mm -hmm. is always going to be a little more dominant. One's always going to be a little bit more passive and, you know, all of those things. Friendships are based on harmony, similarities. You want to have people that feels like a safe space to share all of your things with to do similar things with, right? To experience life with it, you're gonna have a similar viewpoint. And I feel like the coaching industry is based on a blend of two. Mm
1: -hmm. So it
0: is the the friction that I'm going to show you where your language or where your energy or anything is out of whack, because I can see it. And it's in such a loving way because when there's a monetary exchange, it's so layered. It's like when you spend money, this person says, I think you can help me. And you're mm-hmm. like, great, I'm invested in your success too, because A, that gives me the, the validation of, of my business, of my business model, of what I'm trying to do in the world. And so you trust me with money or and I, you know, the program, and we swapped. So there's somebody who's invested in your success, like your, your family would be, even though, again, they're gonna be the polarity a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then you have the friend part where the reason that they sign up with you is because they do feel drawn to you because there is some commonalities and some common threads. So they give you like the loving encouragement and the loving, um, like criticism of, of areas of opportunity. These are areas that you could grow more in that I see are, are lacking. And that especially using language, I think is one of the best ways to be able to see through that very quickly. Cause you're like. It just happens naturally in the conversation we're having now, you know, in mm-hmm. any type of conversation, you can kind of see where people are, are making less of themselves and pick up on it and then support them in moving through it. Yeah, exactly. And I think with the coaching role
1: too, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but not everyone, well, not everyone is, has an entrepreneurial mind, but not everyone's meant to be a coach either. And if that, that coaching role doesn't feel good for you, maybe you're a teacher, maybe you're a mentor, maybe, you know, maybe you just need to play with your language and really step into like, what is my strength? Mm. Right. So that coach role can be a challenge for a lot of people because technically as a coach and challenging someone, you're not always meant to be liked. Yeah. And that was a hard thing to wrap my like, People pleasing tendencies around, but it's because it's like, but I, I like when people like me, right? But it's it kind of goes back to intention, like coming from that place of love. And so mm-hmm. you may not like me temporarily because it's a tough love approach. Like I'm leading you into what I see, right? Like where I see you can go with this, or where some of that healing may need to happen. And you may not like me temporarily. In fact, I've had a few clients, they're like, I don't know, like you know, like, I don't know. I knew I was supposed to work with you yet. There were some times where I didn't really like you, but it's just been so great. Like, I'm so glad I actually hired you. And I'm like, it's okay. You don't
0: have to like me all the time.
1: Um, like it's but like I'm a
0: parent, like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not your best interests at heart. Even when I tell you to go clean your fucking room.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like, and again, part of the reason you hired me is because you wanted a transformation. Right. You didn't, you didn't hire me to stay the same. Right. So there's that too, you know? So, and so I guess it's kind of, yeah, knowing what your strengths are and operating from your zone of genius. And for me, I've really felt like this year has been really fully stepping into that role and only offering things that feel aligned for me. And, um, focusing on what lights me up and what I see, where I see the gaps are in the industry. So what are you working on right now that lights you I am working on a wealth embodiment program, and I'm not going to fully give away the farm here. Um, <laughs> this is just something that's been on my heart. And you hear this all the time when you have that idea that you can't stop thinking about, this is it for me like mm. this is it. I'm actually putting myself through the process naturally is kind of like part of my learning experience. Um, but I'm putting myself through the process of this program. So it's a 10, it's going to be a 10 week wealth embodiment program, really focusing on elevating that wealth
0: consciousness. I'm so excited. And that, and I think more than ever, we need we need not to say uh, more wealthy people, but I think for so long, there's been a huge disconnect in what you, what version of wealth is available to most people. Most people don't believe that the, that level of wealthy can be theirs, that that can be their normal. And when, um, is it Chris Harder who always says, when uh, when great people make great money, they do great things. Yes, and I love that quote. I do too. I just, you don't understand. And um, like talking about, you know, not watching the news and, and stuff like that. We were kind of talking about that. Was that,
1: that was it? Yeah. I think on my episode, we back to back recorded.
0: Yeah. yeah. We, I was like, we recorded back to back and now I can't remember which pieces were in which conversation, but we were talking about how at, at one point um, Kelsey stopped watching the news right around 17 or so. And she's like, cause it made me feel bad. And it's like, the, the reality is, is that the news and what you see and, and stuff like that is such a small percentage of what's happening in the world. And so for you to see more wealth, for you to see more good things being done, for you to see more um, people embodying this spirit of gratitude and giving and collaboration and abundance, the more that you can have that as your norm, the, the easier it is for you to feel that that could be normal for you too. And be able to step into that.
1: And I think the more you put yourself in situations and places with people that are not like you, um, I will say coaching, like investing in my business and starting my business, was one of the most transformational things for me to expand me as a person. I honestly don't think I'd be here and be this open-minded and this on this trajectory if I stayed in my bubble. Mm. And what I mean by that is we're a product of our environment a lot of times. And, you know, whatever it was again, intuition, most of the big leaps that I leaps of faith that I've taken, um, that have opened up the doors for more in my life have, have been listening to my intuition. Like, I don't know why I'm supposed to do this, but just let's do it. <laughs> just going to do it. I don't know why I'm going to start a business, have no idea what that's going to look like, but I have these skills and I have this experience and this is what I want to teach. Like, let's see what happens. Right. But I think getting into the coaching space, I really started to realize there are a lot of women that support other women out there. I didn't necessarily have that and feel that and experience. Like if I would have stayed in my bubble, that would have been my perspective of the world. Right. Women are women are competitive and cutthroat and judgmental and catty and gossipy. Like they're really not. I mean, no. we we t- we totally can be, but usually so, can men. so, can so can men. anyone anyone. Yeah. Can be. But again, another thing that didn't feel good for me was participating in that gossip and cattiness and talking behind other people's backs. And it's it's a challenge, right? If you if you kind of grew up that way and were around that got to challenge some of those things that are keeping you small and wow. talking about other women behind their back and gossiping and being judgmental. Like that's very low, bright, low vibrational energy. And so it's really cool to be in a space and in a role where I'm surrounded by women supporting other women. I get to support other women. It's just a beautiful, beautiful, Less, I don't know, life lesson, beautiful experience to have that you that might not happen if you
0: don't get outside your bubble. Yeah. Oh, 100%. You never, you never change if nothing ever changes, you know? So, yeah. And
1: so it's like invest in the coaching program. You don't even have to start a business, right? I want to be really clear. Like maybe you're just a woman that is seeking more to, to learn herself better or, to be coached, maybe you've never been coached before, hire a coach, find one that feels good, right? 100%. You know, find one that feels like a good fit, because it may just be that experience that you needed to become more of yourself, because I don't think we will become more of ourselves if we just stay in our own stories. 100%, 100%.
0: Uh, I love this. I have loved this conversation. I feel like there's so many like nuggets that I'm like, ooh, so good. So good. Um, so tell everybody where they can find you, what um, is the best way to, to you know, get a hold of you, all the things. Yeah. So the best way to get a hold of me there—that was like my Minnesotan
1: coming on. Yeah, sure. You betcha. Um, oh, you guys can find you guys can find me on Instagram. I'm only a DM away uh, at Kelsey Mead underscore. You can find me at my website kelseymeadcoaching.com And it sounds like by the time this episode is airing, you can check out the deets for my wealth embodiment program that
0: will be launching very yay. soon. Yay. and again when somebody is excited about it and when they're passionate about it like you feel it the transformation is deeper and and all that so i'm really excited for those of you who jump on that for for yourselves and for uh your growth and evolution and again showing other people the possibility of of being wealthy and living your best life and releasing all the stigma around it and all that jazz so
1: yeah it's, it's it's going to be awesome like honestly it's like i said i can't stop thinking about it so whether there's one people, one
0: people, whether
1: there's one person or many, like it's going to be epic because I am infusing NLP. I am infusing wealth embodiment. So it's, you know, like a lot of times you'll take a course and there's like a money mindset module, mm-hmm. right? This yeah. is just such, it's going to be a whole new ball game. It's
0: going to be that on steroids. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much, Kelsey, for joining us. I just want to, I um, like to ask everybody, if you have three seconds in an elevator and you need to give somebody the secret to life, what would it be?
1: You are the superhero. Like you are, you are the secret code. You are the blueprint.
0: That's it. Like you already have everything you need within you boom like, here
1: put, your, put your cape on put your crown on like seriously it just, it really is and like once once you start to like see that and experience that like be be the superhero like be the queen be the be the hero right like be the hero in your story i
0: love it i love it thank you thank you so much and until next time cheers everyone